0: Satellite Sisters, welcome to the show. It is Sunday, August 11th. Here we are, the middle of August. Feels like the summer is really starting to wind down now. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. Uh, We've missed you the last couple of weeks, but we have many things to tell you about. So you're going to hear all about what we've been up to. Julie Dolan on the line from Dallas, Texas. How's everything down there now that you're home?
1: No, actually, Liz, I'm not home. I am visiting family in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. So, <laughs> oh, and I am clinging to my summer vacation. So <laughs> you may be winding down. I've got one more, I've got one more day, so that I'm happy to be with you.
0: Isn't that one of the amazing things about Skype, or I guess about cell phones in general, is that you really never know where people are, and it doesn't matter anymore. I, I had no idea where you are. Okay, Leon Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California, right?
2: I am, Liz, here because our summer vacay is over. Kids go, my son goes back to school this week. Uh, we are buttoning down, you know, for the fall. We're full steam ahead with, um, with our fall schedule already, already. Okay,
0: so Sheila and Monica are not with us today, so you can anticipate, uh, loyal listeners, that when they are back on the show, they will have their own versions of everything we are about to tell you about our family wedding.
2: That we were and on. goodness knows they don't listen to the show when <laughs> when they're not on it.
1: So And as we've I think proven many times, those two live in their own world. We can attend <laughs> the same event and they can come to completely different conclusions and observations about what went on. Is exactly. that not
0: true? So today you'll be getting wedding part one and maybe next weekend you'll get wedding part two and the rest of the world. So um, so there you have it. So there we were last weekend. We were all in Westport, Connecticut for our niece's wedding. A fun time was had by all. Wouldn't you say, Julie?
1: uh, You know, Liz, it was an amazing event and it was so nice to have a happy family event. You know, I think that. There was such great relief um, for all of our family members that we could gather after a long winter where, you know, we buried both of our mother and our father that we were returning to Westport for some joy and celebration. And that was that was a great thing.
2: You know, you know what, Julie, and I would say, too, I was a little nervous that there would be like I don't want to say a Paul hanging over the wedding, but I was nervous there would be a Paul hanging over the wedding. And that was not the case at all. Yeah. No. Not at all. all. Nope. Just you know, it it was a life goes on in the best sense uh, kind of
1: way. And you know what? You know, because I'm working hard on my thank you note to our dear brother, brother and sister in law who hosted the event, and I'm trying to find the right words to describe what was going on. And I think number one, it was a very loving event. Yes. First of all, the couple obviously, you know, you know, they, you can tell they were very much in love. And who doesn't love that? You know, you know what I mean? Doesn't that make you happy to see, you know, young people that they have found their mate and they, you know, they're just, they're going for it. They're totally committed. And, you know, they, you know, it was just a very easy and loving event that way. And then the other part of it is that the groom's family, he's the youngest of five children there's a great deal of love for him. And, um, and also I have to say they were all in- incredibly enthusiastic about our niece Megan. Isn't that? Yes. True?
0: Yes. I would say so. Yes.
1: Of the groom's family was like, wow, we love Megan. We just think she is the greatest. And, you know, that's nice. And it doesn't always happen that way, right? No. Um, so, and then certainly the other thing that was so impressive was the love that our sister-in-law and our brother have for their daughter and how they how they crafted the beautiful wedding mass and the reception everything associated with the weekend was done out of love I mean our sister-in-law learned how to do calligraphy can we say (laughs) yes she retired from her job as an attorney and immediately signed up for a calligraphy class so that she could address the envelopes for the wedding so that she could do the place cards for the wedding i mean this was all with this was a labor of love that our brother and sister-in-law had for their daughter and just that you know the theme of the wedding had to do with you know, sort of, you know, going out in the world, and they had little compasses that they used. That was certainly clever, sisters.
2: It was clever, Julie. Oh, it was really good, wasn't it, mm, it to find your table and on the invitations and stuff, the compass. Excellent.
1: Yeah, it was a compass that they were going to navigate their life together, and that was the how you would find your table. It was the place card setting. You had your little name and your table number on um, engraved compasses that we all got i mean that was there were so many lovely themes that way but i guess that's why i love the you know the wedding was so great because it was a very loving event um, but that's not to say that there weren't that there wasn't a competitive event as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because- okay, before you get to the competitive thing I think we just have to mention what I thought was a stroke of genius I mean the band was a rocking like party band from Brooklyn the Red Hook Orchestra and you know usually at a wedding you have to wait till all the festivities are over before you dance yes. but they had choreographed the reception such that we got a little dancing in before the, the food was served. So we saw the bride and groom's first dance and then the first dance with their parents, which Julie and I were both crying at our table. I don't know about you, Liz, but we were crying.
1: And what did but, I say to you, Leon? What did I say during the uh, when the groom was dancing with his mother? What did I say? <laughs> this is the
2: best. Julie leans over. She goes, in between the high school graduation hug, like after the high school graduation hug, this is the next best moment of your life as being the mother of a son? She said, but in between, it's hell. (laughs) 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 But then my brother Jim, who is quite an efficient MC, got up and did a dedication to his wife Mary, and then we all, then the band swung into Bruce Springsteen's Mary's Place, and that was it. Like, everybody in the wedding in the tent was dancing before the salad was served. I have never been to a wedding that did that. I thought it was brilliant.
0: Right, I agree. It just sent the message that this is what we're here for, people. Like, we are here for a good time. And both sides, both families embraced that spirit. You know, I've been at other weddings where people are, like, at two different weddings. You know, there's one really serious family and one more fun-loving family, or people have different ideas about what needs to happen. There was no different idea going on here. Everybody just wanted to dance their faces off, and they did.
2: You know what, and I was looking, you know, lurking around on, like, our niece's friend's Facebook page. They had posted a bunch of wedding pictures, and all the friends were, (laughs) I wish I could have reposted them. Because they're all those adorable 20-somethings having the best time in the world. Just, like, 50 people in a photo, like, yeah! So it was really
1: fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's what I meant about the challenge, because the first challenge, a competition challenge, was was laid, laid out at the rehearsal dinner this was the brother of the groom stood up and said, well, you know, in our family, we like to dance. And so tomorrow at the wedding, you know, reception, you know, we plan to really put it on the dance floor. And all the Dolans, what were we thinking? Like, oh, that challenge, a dance challenge. Okay, right? We're, we're going to
2: win. I think we predicted that we would win. And remember, we were coming off Your son
0: Will's wedding, Julie, which that's our most recent performance as a family on a dance floor. And we, we clearly blew the roof off that place in New Orleans, which is hard to do to really win in New Orleans on that kind of turf. And so we were totally tuned up and ready to go, but especially once they articulated the real throwdown.
1: Yeah, but that was it. They they thought that they could outdance the Dolans, and I have to say they they gave it their all, and it was a very tight competition. And I felt like we were losing a little ground when they started to play that Italian song. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> was, I don't know. The, the groom's family is Italian, and they had some Italian song, and that uh, we were a little stunned by that, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say we we really didn't have the best moves on that. But I, I think we stayed till the end. We danced our heart out, so it really was sort of a draw on the dance competition, which is a good way to end, don't you yes. think? Yes. Yes. I but think I, the
0: actual winner of the dance competition—you would have to give it to the groom, because there was lots of awesome dancing. There were some surprising moves, including your husband, Leon, who has some. Your husband always
1: uh, really—he he takes dancing to a new level. You a <laughs> <see that> couple. <laughs> You I knew that I knew that you were going to be our number one couple out of the Dolan family that that, that you and your husband were going to we going to bring home the gold for us but the groom he he's quite a
0: dancer quite a dancer and when was the last time you saw anyone execute the worm yes. okay that is <laughs> I didn't even know 20 somethings knew about that that's the thing that surprised me the most because that's the, that's such an 80s kind of move which is kind of when these people were born. Right. So, uh, but they just love the 80s music, love the 80s moves, which was partly why we could keep up so well because it was really our music more than <laughs> theirs. Right. But when he's on the floor with the worm, you're like, okay, groom wins. That's mm-hmm. it.
2: Right, doing the worm with his tie tied around his head. Let's let's not let's not forget that detail. <laughs> By that time, he had his necktie around his head. So, or somebody's necktie, actually. Now he was in a talk, so it wasn't even his necktie.
1: <laughs> so, it was a very happy re- reception. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. But I also want to um, um, make some fashion awards. Sheila's not here this weekend. The same is true of Monica. They both have been working and preparing, and so we're not able to join us. But I have my own set of awards that I'd like to hand out for some of the, some of the fashion that the Satellite Sisters brought to this wedding weekend. Um, certainly, um, in the best use of color um, uh, category, I'm awarding Monica. uh, An award because you know last season Monica wore a lot of black. She tends to go with a lot of black, Mm -hmm. but she had the most beautiful peach color dress on uh, for the wedding, and I I just uh, I just want to salute Monica for that. I'd like to see her do more with color because she looks great in color, and uh, so she gets a special award. Okay, Uh, okay, hair and makeup award, Leon. You brought it on. You you brought it together because. (laughs) You, first of all, you look fabulous. You had a big role to play. You had to actually read at the wedding mass. You had to yes. read a passage. So, so the longest you, passage, not just any passage, Julie, a long, long, emotional passage. A yes. Emotional passage, Leanne, that, that it was, a, there was a very dramatic reading of it too, because, because you were emotional and that yes. was great. And, uh and uh, it was, it was uh, quite a moment when you were gathering yourself, you know, because tears were coming. It was it was really beautiful, Ian. So, thank so, you. But the hair and makeup was outstanding. You looked great, uh, Liz. I am awarding you best shoes. I, oh. I mean, there a lot. There were a lot of gladiator sandals uh-huh. at this summer wedding in Connecticut, but you had a pair that I, I just have to say I'm a little bit jealous. Mm. I mean, they were they were fantastic, and you looked great. And I almost thought that you were going to win the rehearsal dinner um, competition for Best Dressed Sister. Oh. But I am awarding that to myself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I in the preliminary round in the rehearsal dinner, um, I, I have to say I wore a maxi, and I saw all of you, your, you know, you all had your mouth open when I walked into walked into the party there because I was looking pretty darn good in well, that. It was uh,
2: 1972 again, Joel, yeah. when yeah. you walked
1: in in that maxi, 1972. I know, but I had, I had it all together. It was working for me. Uh, so I uh, awarded myself, you know, in the preliminary round, rehearsal dinner award went to me. But bringing it all home, you, we have to agree, Sheila brought it all home at the wedding. In fact, at the rehearsal dinner, when she saw my dress, she said, you just wait. That's what she said to me. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you just wait. Sheila looked fabulous at the wedding. You know, she was... She had on her controversial uh, Rachel Zoe high-low dress, which was mainly low. There it wasn't... was mainly
2: low. High-low, I think, was a misnomer. Yeah. But I, I know it was billed as such in the catalog, but yeah, it was just a touch of that. It was not right. dramatic. Right. It
0: was, it was more the best of a, a slit than a high-low. Yes, I would agree, Liz. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It just uh, so she had she had this beautiful dress. She wore her hair in a high bun, a high bun, and she brought some some thing that she stuck on her head to make the high bun. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what it was. It was like this spongy thing to make the bun work. She had dang- I think it was called a bun head.
2: Yeah. A bun head, okay. I, I think, I don't know. I think I that's was what it bun was bun actually- master,
0: but I think you could be
2: Oh, right. bun master, yeah, I don't know. Bun was in the title.
1: Sheila had devoted a great deal of time and effort to this outfit, and it was all working. She had the perfect wedge sandals. She had a great dress that was very flattering on her. She had the high bun, nice makeup, very pretty dangling earrings. She—I have to award her, you know, the bringing it all home, uh, the total concept award. I feel like she won the wedding. Don't you agree, sisters? I thought she looked
0: great. She yeah. looked great. I, Leanne, I enjoyed the fact that you posted that beautiful picture of her as she dazzle on the Satellite System <laughs> yes. Facebook group. She's, she was definitely she dazzle on <laughs> yeah. uh, on Saturday night. Though, I, you know, I feel a little guilty as we talk about this because we haven't really delivered on a lot of the photos that I think listeners keep asking for. <laughs> and yeah. so we've had some good close-up photos because i prefer the cropping right at the shoulder personally yeah and yeah uh, i think that is often the most um flattering shot uh so the i know people are still out there waiting for like the full length shot of sheila in the high low or julie now that you've given yourself an award for your maxi dress people p- are probably going to want to see some of that i don't have any of that because as you know unfortunately the camera on my iphone Broke officially on Friday morning. So normally I would—I felt like I could have covered some of this material for the Facebook group or for the blog, but I got nothing. So we're—we're going to have to scramble and see what we have that we would each approve that we would want to put out there for the people that still want to see the details.
1: Yeah, I hope we can get a shoe shot of your shoes, Liz, because they—they uh, were—they were excellent.
0: Well, that's easy for me to do at home. That I can do that. And. <laughs>
2: Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because, because there are just so it, many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it, and that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting.
1: Uh, excellent. You can recreate your shoe shot. Okay, just start there, Let's Put something up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the good news is I was so bummed that my camera didn't work. You know, it's just the kind of event where you would take lots of candid pictures, and those would be your favorites, and it'll probably be months before we see the official photos though there did seem to be about 10 official photographers. Before, oh, I've yeah, never
2: but, seen so many photographers. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, I guess that's a thing, but whatever. So the my camera was not working at all. So the other day, like after work, I decided I'll just – go to the Apple store and see if I can get an instant appointment at the Genius Bar and see what they can do for me. So I did. I walked in at the end of the day. They said they could take me in about 30 minutes. So, you know, I can always kill 30 minutes in an Apple store. That is not hard to do. And miraculously, sisters, when then my genius turned up, she took one look at my phone, and I explained to her what the problem was. She said, okay, um, let me get you a new phone. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, it's just, we can't really fix this. This happens occasionally and we've tried before. It's a hardware issue, not a software issue. So, you know, it's easier for me just to give you a new phone. You okay with that? I'm like genius, Liz. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't you love your genius to do that for you all the time? Like that is just excellent customer service. We're just we're not even gonna fix anything that's going on here. Here you go, new phone. So now I have uh, I have my new phone. I'm good to go. But I did miss the event of the year. Which uh, which makes me sad. So you guys have to send me Julie. I know your husband was snapping a lot of pictures. Yes. So All whatever right. you can collect from uh, your husband's work of the whole weekend, I would appreciate.
1: I know he's not so good on the fashion shots, Liz. But I'll go ahead. <laughs> and You know he has sort of a different perspective on it. But um, I'll, I'll I will send I will send those on. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay,
2: so uh, we've wrapped the wedding. Now, Julie, a lot happening in Russia this week. Can I just, I for one am totally psyched that the Cold War is back. But I just, I think this is just fantastic. Uh, finally. And, why and just so, think of what we're going to, I mean, it's going to spawn a lot of good movies and books and TV episodes. I just think it's fantastic for uh, all things fictional. I don't, <laughs> I know it's probably not fantastic for the world order, but I am psyched at this Cold War.
1: <laughs> all right, well, of course, Leon is referring to the fact that this past week, uh, President Obama decided to cancel the summit, the planned summit that he was going to have with the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. And this is, they said it was, they didn't want to say specifically it was because of the Snowden case, um, because Russia has provided a visa to Snowden to stay in Russia. But um, they said, you know, maybe it was scheduling or that they weren't really making progress on a lot of issues. So what's the point? Uh, So... You know, yes, Lee, and it does seem like things are a little chillier uh, <laughs> between both Russia and the United States. Um, Send in Jason Bourne. Come on. <laughs> get him in there. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, here's the, here's my take is, you know, whether they had a summit or didn't have a summit, I, you know, I think the relationships have deteriorated uh, so much that it really wouldn't make a difference. So, so if you want, so if Obama wanted to cancel the summit, that's fine, because I don't think they were gonna make any progress. I I think things are, you know, pretty hardened there. I I like the term that Josh Rogan of the Daily Beast calls it. He said the United States and Russia are now frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what they have to on certain things pretend that they are still friends, but they never they never really were friends. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, Russia, you know, from living in Russia, my my perspective is they're always trying to reestablish themselves as a world power. They lost a lot of ground with the collapse of the Soviet Union. And so everything Putin has done, you know, in the last decade is to reestablish themselves um, as, you know, as a real counterpoint to the United States. And so they like to do things that, you know, where they... Focus in the eye by you know offering asylum to an NSA leaker. You know they like to be uncooperative. They like to you know they like to make us sort of miserable and embarrassed. This this helps them. But here's the thing, you know what what Putin really does want is he wants a successful Winter Olympic. Olympic. Right? Now yes. Going to be Don't insane. we all really, Julie? But
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Leon is willing to put aside any other strategic interests as long as we protect the Olympics. Yes,
2: I mean, that's, it's off the table, Liz.
1: I, I mean, again, no one cares what I think is on the table, but uh, the
2: Olympics are off the table.
1: Yeah, but see, that is a real prestige event for Russia, and Putin is, you know, really wants it to, you know, to go off well. And so the fact that there was some talk that maybe the United States wouldn't participate, you know, that they would boycott because of either the NSA... Um, a leaker incident, or what I think is going to, you know, what I think is going to be a real issue is that Russia just passed a, a very strong anti-gay propaganda law, such that you cannot, you know, you do not have the freedom of speech to be, you know, to talk about a gay lifestyle or, you know, or, or anything like that. And And so, you know, you're starting to see in the entertainment world and um, both in the political world, worldwide, you know, people are speaking up against Russia because of this anti-gay policy. And now there's pressure that perhaps the United States would not participate in the Olympics because of this anti-gay policy. What okay, about-
2: well, that's serious, and that that's that has nothing to do with my desire for more spy movies. So. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for
1: throwing a damper on it. I mean, that's the problem with Russia lately. I really, you no, know, it's it's really rough over there. So, you know, so I think that's you know, I don't think that's an issue that's going to go away. I, you know, I I really don't. And Though I
0: do think Julie the frenemy phrase is the perfect one to describe yeah. just what seems to go on between those two men personally too that yeah. when when president obama said the other day that you know putin's just like the kid that slouches in, in the back of the room yes yeah. it, it seemed like he must have thought about that in advance and decided to say that in exactly that way as the ultimate put down and so it's kind of surprising that that's what people are spending their time thinking about now yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like, texting or posting things on each other's Facebook pages or, you know, it <laughs> feel, feels very teenage boy behavior.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, but, but so far, it's been pretty successful for Russia. So, uh, so that's why they're doing it. But, Leon, it will be a topic that we'll be uh, talking a lot about in the next couple of months because, uh, as you say, there's a good old Cold War going on, and there are lots of implications uh, for us and for, you know, and certainly for in the close term for the Olympics. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Well, keep an eye on that for us, Julie. And Hollywood screenwriters get to work because I'm psyched. Uh, You know what? Let's go back to the East Coast for just a second. And uh, I know we're done with the wedding, but there were a couple of trends that we noticed on our our two-week-long vacation on the East Coast that, uh, shockingly, my husband seems to have brought back to California with us. Um, Now, my husband 's sons actually spent two full weeks there, and they saw every city on the eastern seaboard, much to my surprise, uh, many of which I have never been to, even though I grew up there. So they went to Boston and DC. They spent like an hour in Baltimore for reasons i won 't go into. They even went into the state of Delaware where i don 't believe i 've ever been. Uh, they had a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia and drove past the, they literally drove past the Liberty Bell and looked in the window. I think, and then, that, I think that's sufficient, Leah, really. I mean, I yeah. think you a good view looking in the window. <laughs> and then they, they drove into Brooklyn and had lunch there, and then we spent a week out on the eastern tip of Long Island and then Block Island, which is a very small, pristine island off the coast of Rhode Island, and then to Connecticut. And my husband said to me, what is the deal with all the American flags on the east coast? Like, what is the deal? We just don't. Have that many American flags here in California. We have a lot of u s c flags, but not a lot of u s a flags and
1: what is, the is- problem with California Leon.
2: What's that? That's the problem with California? Thanks, Jewel. Well, hey, Texas, you have a lot of those state of Texas flags. So. We have
1: both. We have a lot of American flags, a lot of Texas flags, but yes. But, but you
2: do notice on the East Coast that there are, A, a lot of American flags used as sort of a decorative theme. Like, it's a theme for people's houses. And then, B, you see a lot of uh lobster-themed art, which mm-hmm. is... <laughs> Another thing we just don't have here in California. So he commented on it and then it was just so obvious. Everybody had an American flag. American flags are everywhere. So yesterday, what do I see him doing? He's going to paint an American flag on our back wall. Really? <laughs> really? Yes. I was like, you were mocking it, and now he goes, yeah, I'm going to go with it. So he's been influenced by our vacation. He's embraced the American flag. Now, we have an American flag, and I always put it up because my mother did on Memorial Day on the 4th of July. And whenever the occasion should arise to put an American flag up, we have one at the ready. But it's not a permanent, like, decorative art statement at our house. But now it will be. He's going to paint one on the back wall.
0: Well, you know, I kind of I like that idea, Leanne, mainly because one of your husband's fundamental beliefs appears to be that anything that's any good anywhere else is better in California. You know, he just he believes California has anything you would ever need and a better version of it than you would find anywhere else. So even your sons were teasing him that his main reaction to touring the city of Boston was that Boston itself was really just a lesser version of San Francisco.
2: And yes. <laughs> yes. That it's the same city, but San Francisco is better in every possible way. Yeah. Is that actually what he said? Yeah, <laughs> so.
0: yeah. And he, he makes observations like that frequently enough. So you know he just he's just born and bred California and loves all things California. So the fact that he's importing trends from other
1: places I think shows some personal growth. I think oh, that's yeah.
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> you're, you're right, Liz <laughs> Well, I just love the fact that he is taken on a, a decorating project by himself. And that oh, that's very impressive. You know, many husbands would not do that, you know. So uh so good for him. You know, maybe he can take up stenciling too. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did suggest that the boys paint it and I said, "Please don't let
2: Colin paint it. He is a terrible artist." <laughs> and I know that's not supportive. The kind of thing a mother should say, but he is terrible at art and arts and crafts and hates all things artistic. <laughs> so, so we've decided Brooks, who's a very precise uh, kind of kid with a good eye, he will paint the flag on the back back wall. Well, okay, that,
1: well, I like it. Well, you know, uh, Leon and Liz, I did notice some food trends as well on the East Coast when I was there because after the wedding, I took uh, my husband and I took our son and daughter in law. Uh, back to Brooklyn, or we tried to take him back to Brooklyn. We end up we ended up putting him on a train, but uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> we stopped at what is really a shrine of Southern California, uh, Southern Connecticut, and that is Stu Leonard's store. And if you have ne- ever been to Southern uh, Connecticut, this is. It started as a small dairy store, um, and now it is a really destination grocery shopping. It is a gr- grocery shopping experience, uh, fun for all ages. I mean, they have uh, terrific food. Everything's fresh, the milk, the cottage cheese, the frozen yogurt, but they also have a lot of like singing, cow, mechanical singing cows, and they have a petting zoo. And uh, well, it's just a, a tremendous place to go. And for my, my urbanites, uh, my son and daughter in law, who live in Brooklyn and never really get to shop in a big grocery store, this is great fun for them. So we're in there at Stu Leonard's having a wonderful time. And they had a big display, including free sample of something called crow does. Have you heard of this? Oh, um, yeah, we call them cronut. Is that a cronut? That That's is a, the croissant uh, donut? It's <laughs> a croissant donut, which I guess um, in Brooklyn, the, the original cro, uh, cronuts, uh there is a line, you know, a mile and a half long every single day to get one of these. It's like a deep, it, it's a deep fried croissant. Some are filled with uh, cream, some are not. But um, I guess it's Stu Leonard's, they were ripping it off or changing the name. So they call them crowdos uh, there rather than Crow-Nuts. But there were also doe Crows, You can find those, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I enjoy the fact that Stu Leonard's is already ripping off the concept.
1: That's yeah, right. It's a real, it, you know, it just started it, this summer that it's a right. real... Foodie trend that you know that people are are willing to stand in a long line for to to get one of these. But fortunately, we could pick up some crodos at Stu Leonard's without standing in line. I was, but I then I was reading and I thought it was very trendy that I knew about these. And then I was reading just yesterday that they're over. Okay, (laughs) crodos. If you haven't had a crodo, don't don't bother. It's it's done. Nobody's eating them anymore. The new thing that everybody is now standing in line for and Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. Um and I, it starts in Brooklyn. These are ramen burgers, okay? You take ramen noodles, you deep fry them and make and those are your that's your burger bun. And then you put a burger in there with a special Asian sauce and some arugula and some scallions and this is the new thing. So okay e ramen burgers can you can you can you uh can you can you visualize it in your mind can you taste it in your mind no. i can
0: visualize it I can almost taste it i'm just not sure I understand the goal <laughs> 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 the uh, but, okay, good. I, hey, more power to Brooklyn. They're pushing out, like, a food trend today. Some, some of them are going to live. Some of them are going to die. That's okay. That's what it is to be an innovation engine. And uh, clearly the Brooklyn hipsters are fully committed to that.
1: Okay, so you might want to try this in your own home. Uh, you know, get, get some ramen noodles, a little deep fat fryer, some burgers, arugula. I, I don't know what you're going to do for your special... Asian soy sauce, but you can work that out and uh, make your own version at home. There's
2: literally nothing about that that sounds appealing to me, except the <laughs> arugula. So, <laughs> so you can stick with the crowdos. Yeah, the crow's, the I'm crow. still eating cupcakes and enjoying them, so I don't care.
0: Oh, and those have been over for several years. I know.
2: I know. But I don't care. I like them.
0: (laughs) Well, who's going to bring back the brownie? Can't someone put some energy into that? (laughs) I mean, come on. Just a basic brownie? It's hard to beat that.
2: It is. I know. I agree, Liz. I agree. All
0: right. Maybe there just
2: aren't enough variations. But talk to someone in Brooklyn. Just give any, just dial the 619 and see if anyone will pick up the brownie for you, Liz. (laughs) If it's a Brooklyn brownie, then you're in. (laughs) Oh, okay, well, a bro, as long as bro, I'm... a bro, a bro, bro, <laughs> a bro,
1: bro, bro, a Do Brooklyn brown, brown, some kind <laughs> or of
2: uh,
0: a dumb bro. How about that? Because oh, you man. know, Dumbo is a neighborhood down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, is now called Dumbo. Yeah. The Dumbro, that would be an excellent (laughs) idea and a good name. I'm trademarking it right now. I just bought the URL right now. (laughs) Marketing genius, Liz. (laughs) But not a cook, as you know. So I will not be actually formulating the Dumbro. I will just own the name.
2: Maybe the brownie could have ramen in it. And then, <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Laura. Yeah, I know. So 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 is a burger with ramen.
0: <laughs> well, as long as we're touching on a few cultural notes uh, before we close, I have a few things I wanted to pass along to the sisters. First of all, I saw an utterly charming movie last night that I would recommend to everyone in the Satellite Sisterhood. And I'm just going to take it upon myself to name the director writer and star of this as our satellite sister of the week her name is lake bell and the movie is called in a world have you read anything about this it's like It's much discussed just in the last couple of weeks.
2: I've seen her on with John Oliver, and I read a piece in the L.A. Times today. So it's about the world of voiceovers, right?
0: Yeah, so it's a very unusual story because it's about a woman trying to break into the world of commercial voiceovers and movie trailer voiceovers. So you would think that's a pretty narrow little story. And her, her father is like one of the stars of this world. But it's actually just a very charming, funny, like original... Um, it's a romantic comedy with a message and, you know. The, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The message is about women finding their voice and, but it has its totally charming laugh out loud moments. Um, the cast is really great. All kinds of people, like, if you ever have watched, uh, Children's Hospital, um, so a lot of the people, the faces that would be familiar from that show and the voices uh, you'd see on this, but like Rob Corddry is in it. Um, her, she has this sort of not quite boyfriend, but this guy that the flirtation is going on with is Dimitri Martin, who you may know from Comedy Central. So, it's an unusual cast of people, and a very unusual, but, you know, I hate to use the word adorable story because that makes it sound really cutesy and it's not cutesy at all. And Oh, and there's an excellent sister story in there, too. There's a whole back and forth about what they call sister code. And I won't explain it anymore. You're going to have to go see it to figure out Whether you're on board with sister code as a concept, because that's kind of kind of one of the debates in the movies. Is there any such thing as sister code? Um, But her name is Lake Bell. She wrote, produced, directed and stars in it. And uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. And i got to say, this was a, like a 5 o'clock show on a Saturday afternoon. I think it's only open right now in New York and L.A. Yeah. So if you're in another place, you know, go see it opening weekend, because this is the kind of movie that's not going to stick around for very long, unless people really turn out at the beginning. But I would, you know, I would say this is a bandwagon we could get on board for
2: lots of reasons. So, and she won the Sundance uh, Film Festival Screenwriting Award yeah. for this movie. It's very cleverly written. Really, well, really funny.
1: Uh, but isn't
0: she's also like an actress? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. So you will recognize her. She's been around in a bunch of different things, so she will look vaguely familiar to you. But she's, she plays the kind of disheveled, disorganized sister of the pair, and uh, so she's really, it's, it's not, she's not some like glamour starlet type at all, which is part of what makes it so appealing.
1: Well, this is good to know, sisters, because I didn't really know who Lake Bell was, but I see her popping up in all these celebrity magazines that I read in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, she's like best friends with Jennifer Aniston, and I was like, who is that? I was just very suspicious of this woman. I was like, who is this Lake Bell, and how come? How come she's like all of a sudden this big celebrity? I didn't know what she was doing. So this is this is a very positive report. <laughs> I,
0: I I think it's one of those classic cases where, yeah, she's just been slogging away, doing a lot of different things for a long time and decided she was never going to break through unless she created her own material, did it herself, and she just went out and did it herself with her friends. And the movie definitely has a feeling like these are a bunch of friends that just decided they were going to make Lake's movie, no matter what, they were going to get this thing made. And, And maybe that's why it feels... It feels so fun. Now, Julie, I thought you were going to say that you had some questions about her. If you've been reading about her in celebrity magazines, then you may have heard that she recently married a tattoo artist. So knowing how anti-tattoo you are, I thought that was going to be your beat.
1: Well, Well, see, this is the thing. I know she had some wedding that all these celebrities went to. And I was like, why would you go to her wedding? You know, I just just couldn't figure it out. I just could not figure it out. But uh, so you really filled in a lot of things. So, no, I I would not. Can you imagine being married to a tattoo artist? What you're going to look like in 20 years? I mean, come on, right? She has no
2: tattoos. She she said today in the paper she's going to stay clean because her husband, I guess, is covered like literally, you know, neck to toe. sisters. So you get your free consultation then 50% off at pros.com/sisters and pros is spelled p r o s e. pros.com/sisters. Thanks pros. Liz and Lee here and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we We love Ocea's skin and body care and you know what? This Mother's Day And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over sixty dollars. OSEA is spelled O S E A. So head on over to OSEAMalibu.com
1: and use code
2: SATSISTERS for ten percent off. Thanks, OSEA. But is
1: he's gonna be come on, honey, let me just do one. Come on, let me just do one. Let me just start like like with your feet or something. You know, you know, and that's that's a slippery slope, right? <laughs> Right, don't you, Leanne? You're married. You, you had to make accommodations for your husband over the last 20 years? Yes. 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 Okay. So if you're yes. married to a tattoo artist, it seems like it's going to be pretty. That's that's your future. You're looking at your future, you know?
0: Well, I'm just focusing on the part of her future, Julie, that is director, writer, producer, star. and. Oh. Um, and good for her it's sort of we know it's a rough world out there in the content creation business right
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> especially for women
0: well, um, punching it through doing your own thing out there having your own voice be heard it's it's, it's, it's a tough road so um, so I just wanted to recruit the satellite sister to support this movie in a world when it comes to a town near you I promise you it, you'll you will find it entertaining so okay. Speaking of female content creators who uh, who have a voice, this is Lee, and I wanted to ask you about a piece that's in the L.A. Times this morning about Danielle Steele. And um, as we all know, I mean, Danielle Steele has been publishing books for like forever, right? I think she's right. in her 60s or something. She's written 130 books over her career, and apparently this week she just got sick and tired of being asked a certain question. She said she goes into a room, she's at like a party or a business convention at some point, and inevitably, or too frequently than she would like, a man with whom she will be in conversation will turn to her and say, so, are you still a writer? As if that's like a hobby she had or some, you know, little project she had on the side. And so she, on her blog this week, she posted a, um, uh, an entry entitled, are you still a brain surgeon? And <laughs> she, 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 sort of made the point that like, this is what I do for a living. Yes, I'm still doing it. I would never turn to you and say, so you still a brain surgeon or are you still a lawyer or whatever. Yes, I'm still writing. And she's been unbelievably successful over the course of her career. She, she writes in the blog post I've written 130 books that are sold in 69 countries in
2: 43 languages. Yes, I am still a writer. <laughs> Yeah. I'm laughing and crying because I have literally been saying the same thing for like 10 years because I got that question uh, again. I'm very often in a room with a bunch of men here socially in Pasadena. We'll go out and people will say, are you still doing that little radio show? Yes. And the little radio show was Satellite Sisters that was on six days a week, three hours a day, made profit for our parent company, the Walt Disney Company, yes. and profit for ourselves. Yeah, still still doing the little radio show. Yep, it's my job. <laughs> and I very often would, like, come home fuming in the car going, I didn't ask that guy. are you still a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> so the exact same thing. And it's the same with the writing. It's, you know, there are, she makes the point in that piece that it's some men, not all men, but it's never women that yeah. ask that question, you know uh, and I would say the same. I cannot tell you how many times I have been in a room with men in suits who ask a similar you know completely in, uh you know demoralizing question, oh are you still you're still doing that little radio show are you still doing you know you're still writing? Yeah, it's what I do for a living. It's my job. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting, speaking of, Lake Bell, she told a story on the John Oliver show, and it was the same thing. She said at one point, like, she was doing a press, so, like, a press thing, and uh, they were in a projection room, and, like, the sound was weird on the movie, so she said, hey, can we stop this? Let's get the, the you know, sound working right, blah, 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 and one of the male reporters said to her, oh, look at you, it's like your little director or something. Oh, my God. And she was the actual director of the movie, so, <laughs> Yeah. She's like, and she told that story. It's very similar. Danielle Steele, like Bell, us, Julie. I'm sure you've had that question, you know. To, you know, Liz. I don't know if you get that question because, like, people think of you as someone who works, but it is. It's just so annoying the idea that your work is a hobby.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that it's for for anyone that's in like a creative field. There is a tendency of people in not creative, like your brain surgeons and your lawyers, probably think all novelists, movie makers, radio talk show hosts, that's not quite a job.
2: But right. We know or that you're yeah. really just sitting, all those people sitting in Starbucks are never actually producing anything. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: But I think it's, particularly you get that question if you're female and if your work is about females. Right. You know, yes. so I think that the, the Danielle Steele, I'm sure that, you know, uh, Robert Ludlum never
2: got that question. No, you know? <laughs> right. Or or may or probably women writing serious literary fiction. You know, yeah. don't get Jennifer Egan doesn't get that that question either. I'm guessing. You know, no one asked the tortured novelist. But right, Danielle Steele cranking them out, best selling, sixty nine countries. Blah blah blah. Yeah, she's still getting that question. And I also would get the question. Um, oh, you do. Oh, are you doing anything else? Like. Really? A six day a week radio show isn't enough? Like Again, it's not volunteer work. Oh, and on top of being a lawyer, are you also, I don't know, a stockbroker or uh, baseball manager? I just didn't that's another question I didn't understand. <laughs> I'm just hanging out with the wrong men, I guess. <laughs> oh, so. uh, well, you and
0: Daniel Steele and Lake Bell. So yeah. there you go. You're, you're in good company. We're all in good company. Uh, and that's why we keep plugging away with Satellite Sisters, people. There's still it some, is. There is it still is. some culture work to be done out there, I would say. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, you know, I wanted to add one thing, just to thank everybody for spreading the word about the flash sale. Uh, for speaking of my work, uh, Elizabeth the First Wife, my latest book had a flash sale this weekend on Barnes and Noble on Friday, and then and Barnes and Noble, it was great. It was the daily find, and they did a lot of promotion, so I didn't have to. And the book zoomed to number one in the Nook sales, and that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks to everyone who bought on uh, Nook. But then Barnes then. Amazon slash Kindle matched it, but that doesn't come with all the built-in promotion that being the Nook Daily Find does. So I have to say the Satellite Sisterhood went to work on my behalf. So the Mm -hmm. fact that the book went, uh, I think it made it as low as the 202 in the Kindle store, which is fantastic. So I would like to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for being my marketing department over the last 72 hours, because had you not reposted on your Facebook pages and tweeted out stuff it that would not have happened. I was on my own with that one ninety nine price tag, and I just would like to thank people for reposting. That made a huge, huge difference
0: so So you're on Nook now, so that's good too
2: yeah, well, I've been on nook uh, always oh oh, I didn't realize Yeah. That. no, no, no every yeah nook and Ebook ibook and 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 Kindle, yes. Yeah, from the day it was released. But being the daily find, they sort of, you have to submit to being that, and then they have to approve you. And so it took a while to come to pass, which is fine. So, uh, so there you go. All part of that volunteer job you're doing. Uh, <laughs> yes. All part of my volunteer work. Thank you, Julie. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to go off and do some brain surgery. My real job.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to make some uh, some ramen burgers and cronuts uh, for dinner tonight.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, maybe on that note, we should wrap it up. We should remind everyone, if you listen to Satellite Sisters, if you're downloading us from iTunes, that's great. But there are apps out there, including stitcher radio that are super easy to use so go to our website go to stitcher you can put the app right on your smartphone and i personally find i listen to a lot of podcasts that way now because it means it's always with you wherever you are so try out stitcher radio if you haven't download all of our older shows at itunes we we do have hundreds of shows out there from this little little hobby we (laughs) we have been extending for now like Ten years we've been at right. these people. So longer.
1: Um, oh, well, longer. Really? It's longer. I guess
0: that's yeah. true. Yeah. Two
2: thousand one. Twelve okay. years. A dozen. Years. Uh, a
0: Solid dozen years. This could be our breakthrough year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, we've already broken through, and then <laughs> now we're going to break through again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything we need to close with? Anything you guys are doing this week? So, Julie, you're in Steamboat Springs all week, vacationing?
1: No, no, no I'm heading back, Liz. Heading back. Uh, heading back to Dallas. Um, so, yes, uh, that's that's my plan to really buckle down, and summer will be over then. Well, actually, not so much in Dallas because it's still 105. But um, but it will be um, fall. You know, fall, 105, and into the fall term. So okay, that
0: sounds terrible. Well, yep. I was. Um, I'm, I'm on jury duty this week, technically. Oh, please. good. But good. I've already received the electronic notice that I'm not required to show up tomorrow. So it's great. The, uh, they'll, they'll just, like, text message you if you're on the hook or not. And uh, so I'm on call all week, but do not have to report on Monday.
2: It is a weird. You'll enjoy the week because you can't plan anything. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. It's a great excuse. Like, oh, I am on jury duty. <laughs> let's <laughs> it's let's, hope, okay. it's let's hope you don't have to go in, but you do it when you do the text. It's like you're on the hook to like Thursday. Yeah, oh, you okay. know. Yeah, it's not one day and out. If you don't go in, you're 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 still on the hook tomorrow. But I wish you luck, Liz. Okay. Well.
0: Have a control. great week, everybody. Remember, uh, we are at SatelliteSisters.com. You can email us at sisters at SatelliteSisters.com or be part of the big group on Facebook. The Satellite Sisters Facebook group is an open group, and uh, anyone can join and post whatever you want.
2: So there you have it. Um, <laughs> Probably dangerous, but who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't mean whatever you want in that
2: yeah. sense. But don't, don't encourage that. <laughs>
0: So we are the Satellite Sisters. Don't
1: forget, call your Satellite Sister.